Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Welcome back. What up, what up, what up, what up? It's AWOD. You're listening to the new sports radio, DC Sports Radio 1067, the fans, simulcast on the Team 980, and always available on the Odyssey app. The Son of the Junks is back with you here on a Saturday morning, talking all things NFL, Commanders against the Falcons. We've got an hour left. Phone lines are open, 1-800-636-1067, 1-800-636-1067. I'll give you guys my keys to victory. We'll break down the Commanders against the Falcons. Then we'll go around the NFL and talk about the best games of the weekend. Every week, I give out AWOD Certified Game of the Week, guaranteeing that this NFL game will meet the viewing standards set by football fans around the country, a.k.a. it's going to be a close game. It's going to be a shootout. With a lot of offense, all right? I guarantee one game every week will be awesome for football fans around the country. But right now, I need to let all the listeners know that sports betting has come to Maryland. Don't place that first bet without checking with the good folks at BetQL because BetQL analyzes every single game from every single sport to find you the most profitable betting opportunities. You can get three free days of BetQL access by visiting BetQL.com. .com or the BetQL app, and joining us right now on the BetQL guest hotline is Linnell Willingham. What's going on, Nell? I'm up in Adam. What's going on, man? How are you here on a Saturday morning? I'm, I'm actually just got finished playing a game of Madden, and I know ah. you've heard recently about my Madden struggles, but I'm I came out on the other side of it. There we go. I, after the Commanders lost to the Bears. I kicked everyone out of my house because I was having a watch party and I was just ready to destroy things and fight everyone. But my friend Patrick wanted to stay and he said, I will use the Bears and let you put up 100 on us. <laughs> and it was pretty fun. We never played the game, but I was like, that's that's a true friend right there, Leno. <laughs> it's actually sad because the Bears are better than the Commanders in Madden as well. It's <laughs> off Thursday night. They're probably better than them in real life, but who knows, well, L- Linnell, uh, when I was previewing uh, the guest that we were going to have on the show today, we had Michael Phillips. You can rewind if you missed that on the Odyssey app. And I said, we're going to have Linnell Willingham from the Team 980 and Washington, D.C. And I said, Linnell, I won't let you quit your job. I'm not going to let you quit your job. I'm not going to let that happen. Here's what we do. All right. I told everyone, you're my Padawan in training. You're my Jedi in training. We evolve. We adapt. We don't quit. You should know from listening to me. J.P. Flame asked me to quit 100 times, tried to get me off the junkies, sent me thousands of job offers to leave the junks. I never quit. You can't quit. You you shouldn't be telling people that your job is on the line based on the play of 53 other men. Bet on yourself, Linnell, not your football team. (laughs) Yeah, clearly, because if I bet on my football team, I'd be unemployed. So there's that. Yep, but we get it. 
We get it. You were excited on TV, but I'm not going to let you quit your job. Look, it's it's here and over there. It's a learning moment for the youngest in charge. How about that? Yeah, I won't let you quit. It's not going to happen. So uh, another topic we've been talking about on this show is what I believe the team's identity should be. And part of the reason I think we've lost three straight is we don't have an identity. What do you think the identity should be? I think it's such a multi-layered question when you ask that. I know everyone based off of the success that this team has had in the past couple of years with running the football, I think everyone wants this team to be a run-first team. But Eric Bieniemy coming from Kansas City, we know what type of offense they run over there, and running the football is optional. Eric Bieniemy had a hell of a quote in his press conference, I believe it was on Thursday, about how Andy Reid would be proud of him, that he's right. throwing the football this much. But the reason, Adam, that I feel like everyone wants this team to run the football and wants that to be their identity it's because of balance, and you have a young quarterback in Sam Howell, and it seems like that's the best way to help him out. I was doing some stat research earlier this morning, Adam. Sam Howell has the fewest amount of play-action pass attempts in the National Football League, and I just thought that was stunning and alarming. I like the plan from Eric Bieniemy, not letting Sam Howell play with training wheels on, so to speak. I'd hate for him to treat him like Nathaniel Hackett treats Zach Wilson out in New York with the Jets. We'd be frustrated watching the games. But, look, I think their identity is going to change on a game-by-game basis based on who the opponent is. Some teams are going to have the advantage to where they have to come out and throw the football. And some teams, like this week against Atlanta, I think they'll be better off running the football. Yeah, what's it going to take for Washington to beat the Atlanta Falcons? What are your keys to victory, Linnell? I, I do think it, it comes down to the offensive line against against the Atlanta defensive line and then Washington's defensive line's ability to stop the Atlanta rushing attack. Yeah, I think that's 100% true. I also look at, and this is cliche, and I'm not giving away state secrets when I say it, they got to start fast. The reason they got away from the running game the last two weeks is because, or excuse me, against Chicago, is because they got down 27-3. to It's hard to do that. Anytime yeah. Brian Robinson finishes a football game with six carries, they probably are going to lose. So if they start out fast and are able to maintain balance offensively, I think they'll be in a good spot. Desmond Ritter hasn't lost as a starting quarterback at home, so I'm worried about this Atlanta passing attack. Uh, and the weapons that they have. Everyone talks about Kyle Pitts at the tight end position. He's not even their leader uh, in receptions at tight end. It's John U. Smith, so they throw two guys at you. Yeah. They have size on the perimeter as well with Drake London and Matt Collins. So one of the things I'll be looking forward to and that, that I think is the key is how does Emmanuel Forbes bounce back? I was not a fan of the decision to bench him last week against Chicago. I think when you're dealing with a young defensive back, confidence is the most important thing at that position. You set somebody on the sideline when the entire defense is struggling. As a young cat, you're kind of feeling like it's on you. So hopefully Forbes can bounce back, and I think that'll definitely be one of the keys. How does he respond uh, after getting benched last week? It's Linnell Willingham with us here on the BetQL Guest Hotline. Follow him on social media, Nell underscore BTP, and you can check him out hosting Overtime as well as a bunch of other programs on 106.7 The Fan and the Team 980. Linnell, I'm wondering what you think of the fact that I believe this is a make-or-break game for this season. Ron Rivera puts up a do-your-job sign, and yeah. and I, I have I have a lot of issues with it. Uh, personally, uh, I don't think it was the right thing to do, and I feel like if they don't win this Sunday, he will have completely lost the locker room. If he hasn't already lost it, uh, the fact that he didn't even speak to them in halftime uh, last week tells me that he's not. You know, the players aren't very fond of him in the locker room, and he's not really getting and gelling with these guys here and so i think if you lose sunday if you lose to the falcons you have to fire ron rivera because he will have completely lost the locker room this is why i love doing radio with you buddy one and the same i said this on tuesday night 
They lose to Atlanta. Ron and Jack Dario should be on the hot seat going into that New York Giants game. I've been saying it for the past two weeks, even leading up to the Chicago game, Adam. This is the most pivotal stretch of the season for Washington if they're going to be a legitimate playoff contender. Four out of their next five are on the road. You go at Atlanta, at New York. You come home for Philadelphia, and then you're at New England and at Seattle. I think how they come out of that stretch will I think Linnell just dropped off. Michael, see if you can get him back on the line. All right, yeah, we'll see if we can get Linnell Willingham back. And Look, you're, just, you're not making the playoffs. You're not making the playoffs if you lose to the Atlanta Falcons. I, I don't care who you are, all right? I don't care that Ron Rivera always goes on a late-game win streak. It's not going to happen this season if you can't take care of business against the Atlanta Falcons, a team that you should be more talented than. And I go back to how I started the show. I'm not here for regression. I'm not here for taking a step back. Three games in a row, you take a step back, that's fireable. Three strikes, run, you're out. Last year, you win against Philly on the road. That's a tough game. That's a tough place to win. I get it. You lose in overtime. Last year, you beat the Chicago Bears on Thursday night, 12-7. to This year, you get blown out and embarrassed. Last year, you beat the Falcons. If you take a step back and lose to the Atlanta Falcons this year, you have to fire the head coach. Linnell, what do you think? Yeah, I agree with you. That's what I was saying, man. This is to, to have slow starts in every year of your tenure. I think it says a lot about the program and culture that you've established. And Chris Russell has the great line. He calls it two thirty syndrome. They don't start playing until two thirty, and they don't start playing uh, until the first month of the season. So, I agree with you. If they lose this week in Atlanta, he should be on the hot seat heading into New York. I don't think they're going to make a change if they lose against Atlanta, but I think the the noise and the rumblings are going to get a hell of a lot louder. But the one thing I, I do give credit to this regime for, they bounce back anytime they come off of a lackluster performance. So each and every day I've woken up this week on the other side of the coin, so to speak. One day I wake up feeling like they're going to win. One day I wake up feeling like they're going to lose. I don't know what the hell is going to happen Sunday in Atlanta, but I do agree with you. If they don't come back to D.C. with a victory radio this week, we're going to be having a bunch of different discussions about who should be the next head coach of this team. Oh, absolutely. If they, if they lose in embarrassing fashion again, there's no way that Ron Rivera survives because the fan base already feels like, in my opinion, they've got one foot out the door on this season. After the home embarrassing loss to the yeah. Chicago Bears, a team that was 0-4 and on a 14-game losing streak, that can't happen. I, and I think, I think Josh Harris is right. Nobody will want to come to the games, and it will affect his bottom line, and that's why I think he will end up firing Ron Rivera if they lose in embarrassing fashion to the Falcons. And I'm quitting on this team if they lose to the Falcons. <laughs> Linnell, I'm punting the season if they lose. I'm not joking. CK's going to have to take me off the schedule because if they lose Sunday, I'm talking basketball for three hours next week. I'm talking basketball if they can't beat the lousy Falcons. I agree with you 110%. Speaking of basketball, by the way, I know you've seen Bilal Koulibaly the other night. The yeah. The first-round pick. But look, at, I agree with what you're saying. At that point, the season to me is essentially over. You might as well get in on the Caleb Williams sweepstake. And Adam, you know this. Caleb Williams, local DMV kid, went to Gonzaga High School in D.C. His favorite team is the Washington Commanders. So if the season gets out of hand here early, I'm going to root for the team to tank because you got to get a franchise quarterback. I know. I, I just I'm, I'm starting to fall in love with Sam Howell, though. <laughs> you know what? I, I'll say this. I'll say this about Howell: the toughness and moxie that he plays with, I think it's contagious. It's crazy to say this. It reminds me a lot of Taylor Heineke, but he's got the physical ability to actually push the football down the field and throw it into tight windows and throw guys open. I love what I've seen from Sam Howell in the first five weeks. I'd love to see Sam Howell, though, in a 
regular situation where the defense is actually providing him some type of support. Yeah. In August, when we were in training camp, that was one of like the keys to the season. Can the offense do enough to keep this team in games? Now the conversation is on the complete opposite end of the spectrum defensively. They've been historically bad. And against this Falcons offense, Adam, I don't know if this is the group you get right against. Desmond Ritter coming off of the, his best game as a pro against a pretty good Texans defense. Sunday is definitely going to be interesting for sure. Yeah, I'd love to see Sam Howell play with a lead. That's what I want to see. I want to see him play with a lead. And you're right. Then they could do the play action. You know, they can actually run the ball if they're not down by 20 points and then set up the play action pass. Linnell, great stuff, man. I appreciate you joining the show. Yes, sir, man. Can I, can I give a prediction? Yeah. Can I give a prediction? Yeah. I woke up today feeling like, you know what? This group here is all the noise. They got multiple leaders on this defense that take their job personally. They got embarrassed on Thursday Night Football at home in front of a sellout crowd in those sweet black uniforms. They got a chip on their shoulder. They hear all the talk on the radio. They understand that the season is entering its most precious moment. I think Washington finds a way to eke one out 23-19. to If they don't, Adam, I'm right along with you. It's going to be really tough to get me back on board for the rest of the season, but I hope they get it done Sunday. That's Liddell Willingham. I'm Adam Epps, You're listening to AWOD Radio on the fan. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. If you are what you say you are, a superstar, then have no fear. The camera's here, and the microphones, and they wanna know. Welcome back. Who's gonna be a superstar for the Commanders this Sunday? I'm looking at Brian Robinson. I think Brian Robinson wants to make a statement to the world, and that is. That he is the greatest B-Rob in the NFL. I think he wants to make a statement here. Alabama against Texas, right? B. John Robinson against Brian Robinson Jr. He's got a chance to, to make a statement here to the National Football League if he can have a better performance than B. John Robinson for the Atlanta Falcons. Last year when these two teams faced off, B-Rob, our B-Rob, Brian Robinson Jr. had his first 100-yard game of the season with 18 carries for 105 yards. I think if he turns into a superstar, the Commanders absolutely will get the win on Sunday. You can always chime in. Phone lines are open. 1-800-636-1067. 1-800-636-1067. Or you could tweet me at AWOD Radio. Got a tweet that comes in and says, This season is no longer about this season. It's about the future. Which of the 17 players with expiring contracts will we retain and which will we move on from? Kevin tweets me, this team is mediocre, mediocrity. They haven't won more than 10 games during the regular season in 30 years. Jim tweets me, losers for a quarter century. Don't blame the new owners. That little weasel didn't give them an offseason. They're taking names and changes coming. That's a great tweet right there. I, I totally agree. If Dan Snyder hadn't held up the damn process 
of cha- of selling this franchise that maybe Josh Harris could have done something this season instead of having to be a fly on the wall and do this lame duck season with Ron Rivera. If Dan wasn't selling the team, and if it was just old good old Dan doing things he wanted to do, he would have fired Ron Rivera after the embarrassing loss last year to the Cleveland Browns. I totally think that. But Dan Snyder had $6.05 billion on his mind. That's all he was thinking about. And you know what? He wanted that to get to $7 billion. He wanted it to be the, the biggest sale of all time. And because of that, he dragged his feet and all this bull crap about how, oh, he didn't want the NFL investigating him. The process took forever, right? I mean, think about this. We talked about it all year. Oh, is it going to happen in November when he announced that he was working with a bank? And then December, then January, then the season was, was over, and we knew he was trying to sell the franchise. And then, right, we had the announcement uh, in April that a deal was in place. But then it took forever until training camp had began, basically, for Josh Harris to take over. And I totally agree. That little weasel didn't give them an offseason. I'm not blaming the new owners. I think it's the coaching staff that's been a big problem. And I do agree with the sign, partially, that some players have not done their job. Right? Some guys are getting paid way too much to have that little of an impact. Phone lines are open, 1-800-636-1067, 1-800-636-1067. Let's go to line two, Uptown Mo in D.C. Mo, you're on the fan with AWOD. Hey, what's up, AWOD? What's up, dude? I ain't nothing. So, I mean, every team got that, but the the greatest coach in, in the league, even though I don't think he's doing an excellent job in, uh, in New England right now, I think everything runs his course. He... It didn't matter what you made or if I brought you in as a free agent. If you weren't producing, I put you on a bench and put somebody else in. This is the yep. problem that I have with this coaching staff, right? So, uh, year one, the defense was good. Year two, the defense was bad. Atrocious. Year yep. three, the defense is good. This is year, year four, so so what's the trend? <laughs> <laughs> you defense is bad. Yeah. The defense is bad. And – Due to that, you made an excellent point. You said it. I don't think you understood what you said. You said <laughs> that talent for talent, right, that the, 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 the commanders and the Falcons match up on paper talent for talent. So then it comes down to the coaching staff, and I really believe that Arthur Smith is better than Ron Rivera. So I really do hope we win. I really do hope we win. However, I don't have any faith in the, in the game planning and management of, 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 of Riverboat Ron. So that's yeah. what I have for you today. I'm with you, man. And here, here's what I will say, though. The talent is pretty equal, but I, I would give Washington the edge because of our defensive line. Even though they haven't been playing like they're all first-round draft picks, I, that's why I would give us the edge. Uh, Jack Del Rio's got to do a better job uh, with the defensive calls, and I, I think this team will score. Uh, I, I'm, I'm really not worried that the offense is going to put up 25 points here. Look, we had 10 days rest. Right, I think that's something we're not taking full into account, which we should. The team was completely gassed against the Chicago Bears. That's part of the reason why they had a slow start. Right, it was like they still they left their talent in Philadelphia. You know, they were so gassed from that overtime game in which they played. It was like a total of eighty-two snaps or something like that, going up against one of the toughest teams in the NFL, one of the toughest offensive and defensive lines. Right, the Eagles have a great point of attack there at the line of scrimmage. Offensively, uh, Jason Kelsey, I think he's one of the greatest centers of all time. I'm not just saying that because his brother's dating Taylor Swift. I've always appreciated what Jason Kelsey brings to the offensive line. 
They've got good right and left tackles, even though I think they cheat because they, they always fall start. They've got a good offensive line, and then their defensive line, very impressive. It's a good mix of old guys and young guys. And so they dominated in the trenches, and the commanders were able to fight with them, but they used all their strength. They used all their energy, right? They used their game breaker. For all my video game players out there, they used their game breaker, and they had nothing against the Chicago Bears. So now, 10 days rest, 10 days rest. I think they've got a chance here to show up and be the team that they want to be, be the team that they were against the Denver Broncos and the team that they were when they fought real hard against the Philadelphia Eagles. 1-800-636-1067. Uh, oh, let's go to Ba in D.C. Ba, I love when you call in. What's up, bud? What's going on, Aaron? How are you? Are you, are you doing all right, man? I'm out here doing DoorDash. I'm not cabin today. I'm coming uh. from Fulton County. But let me, let me get to the subject. Hey, right. After 10 days of three games of 33 or 35-point average, the question is, is Del Rio get this defense straight? Because at the end of the day, that's what it comes down to. Yeah. Uh, let me remind you something. Because over there in Atlanta, that would be the Super Bowl. You know, after Smith can't stand us because of uh, Dan Snyder. And I know he, he still had the same hatred. Beating the race, uh, beating my commander, will be the greatest thing for this season. But we ain't going there. The problem is our issue is Ron made sure him and uh, Del Rio, I call him El Rio, because he's a river. You know, he's just uh, licking. He's licking everywhere. So I call him El Rio. Him and El Rio, did they sit in the office and basically get this defense straight? Because like you... I believe something. If we lose Sunday, Ron will be fired Monday. They, uh, what uh, Lanell is saying doesn't make sense. Waiting for a week? No, 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 no. If they lose Sunday, Ron will be fired. The season is not lost. We can get it back. But the problem is the defense got to come back. Ain't worrying about Sam. And all that Caleb Williams, we're going to drop to wait for Caleb Williams. We don't need Caleb. We got a quarterback. Sam is our quarterback. That's clear. Evie is the man. At the end of the day, it's up to the defense. And like I told you last week, Lanell don't want us to talk about his boy. But since Chase Young came in the defense, our defense is the worst in the league. We average 35 points. And yeah. nobody want to explain me. I, I think that's I think that's but I think that's kind of why Ron Rivera put up the do your job sign because he is so loyal to Ron Rivera I mean to Jack Del Rio that they believe that their defensive schemes are not the problem that it's the players not doing their job appreciate the call uh, I love that you Mama. call him Jack El Rio as a defense coordinator he doesn't deserve to have a D in his name right now I'll, I'll go with that too Jack El Rio running the defense for the Commanders. Phone lines are open, 1-800-636-1067. Still got my keys to victory, and we'll go around the NFL talk about the biggest games of the weekend. Don't go anywhere. I'll be right back. Welcome back. What up, what up, what up? It's AWOD here with you on a Saturday morning. Time to get up and Adam tune in to DC Sports Radio 106.7 The Fan for all the latest news and notes 
on the Washington Commanders as they travel to Atlanta to face off against the Falcons for a Sunday 1 p.m. kickoff. I thought our friends at Rigo's Rag had a really good article. Five crucial storylines to watch during the Commanders at Falcons in Week 6, and I agree with a few of them here. Number one, sacks on both sides of the ball, right? I mean, it's pretty simple. Sam Howell's on pace to break the record for most sacks in the season. They've got to clean some things up. Now, it's on Sam. He's got to keep improving uh, his pocket presence, you know, his awareness in situations uh, for when he can throw the ball away or when he should take off running. I I think he also... He struggles when his first and second option, when he goes through his progressions, aren't open. He kind of panics a little bit. And I think because of the amount of sacks he's taken already in his career, I think his internal clock is ticking a little too fast right now. I still really believe in the kid, uh, but he's got to get better at taking less sacks. And then the defensive side of the ball. First round pick, first round pick, first round pick, first round pick. Not enough sacks. Need more sacks from the defensive line. Another storyline to watch here. The Commanders, first half performance. First half performance. Washington always struggles early in games, early in seasons. It's the biggest theme of the Rivera era. Now, Washington did take a lead into the first half there against the Eagles, but for the season, they've been outscored by 43 points through five games, giving up a total of 87 points just in the first half, right? Just in the first half. The Falcons, though, on the other hand, They've been a second-half team. They've only managed to score 26 points in the first half of games this season. So it's really going to come down to which team can start fast. Can Washington go right down the field and get a touchdown? Can they stop the Atlanta Falcons and get Sam Howell the ball back? Then, I agree with Rigos Rag. I talked about this earlier on my show, the battle of the running backs. Brian Robinson Jr. against B. John Robinson. Whichever team is able to run for more yards of pop, is going to be favored uh, in this contest, I believe. It's going to come down to that. If if Washington is giving Sam House second and fives and third and twos, I think they're going to convert, and they're going to be able to drive down the field and score in the red zone. If B. John Robinson is exploding against the Commanders, they're not going to stop them. And then all of a sudden, you're going to get burnt with play action. You're going to see Drake London and Kyle Pitts streaking wide open downfield. Another storyline to watch has to be the third down battle. I thought Eric Bieniemy's third down percentage would be much better. I, I was always uh, against Scott Turner's third down decision making. I always thought that he overthought things, uh, overthought things, and he would kind of uh, get too cute on, on third and short with end arounds and things like that. Bieniemy's had the same issues, and I think it's because they're passing so often that these are third and long situations. So they've got to get better on third down. And then last year. Washington was number one third down conversion percentage. Being able to get stops on third down better than any team in the NFL defensively. Now, I I think we're 25th on third down. Just not good enough. Can the commander's secondary stop the explosive plays? That's it right there. Can the commander's secondary stop the explosive plays? If they can do all those things, they should be able to get the win. Phone lines are open. 1-800-636-1067. 1-800-636-1067. Looks like my dad wants to chime in. I hope he doesn't want to ruin the show. Dad, good morning. Mike, how are you? Yes, no, I'm not calling in to ruin your show. 
So I, I know we were we were texting back and forth this week, and you did not like that Ron Rivera put up the "Do Your Job" sign. Yeah, I was I was a little frustrated with that. I mean, <laughs> I think he needs to do a lot better job. I, I I agree with most of the callers that, you know, I don't think he'll be fired uh, this this week. But uh, I've had enough of uh, of him. Well, I, I, I just don't think he inspires. Yeah. And I think I think you could say that he's on his way to losing the locker room completely. I just I don't know how these guys are going to respond to that. Do your job sign. Part of me thinks they might lay a complete egg, and we could lose twenty-seven to three this weekend to the Falcons, or maybe the sign will inspire them. I don't know how to take it. I don't know how to take it either. But there's one little thing. I am a Bearcat. I am a University of Cincinnati undergraduate. And their quarterback is not bad. The one good thing that uh, uh, that could happen is that he often uh, – do you remember uh, he didn't get drafted as high as he should have because his last game or two he threw a, a few interceptions. Yeah. So I'm hoping that's what's going to happen. I mean, you know, I'm, I'm hoping he'll have a good career, but not against <laughs> us. Yeah, so no, we, we've got to get to the quarterback. Throw. We got to get stops and hopefully create some turnovers, Dad. If the Commanders lose, though, I'm out on this team this season. I'm so done with them if they can't beat the Falcons. Uh, this this really is an unbelievably meaningful game because if we can win, and then uh, the Giants obviously aren't a good team. Although who knows uh, against us, they're they're always playing pretty well. Um, but if we can possibly win these two games, and then Philadelphia, they're playing here. Of course, they're going to have 40,000 Eagles fans, but you never know. We, we tied with them <laughs> yeah. at the end of the game. Yeah, so, and Dad, Dad, you know, we've, could, we've yeah. been season ticket holders, for, and we, we've been diehard fans of this team, and, and we've seen seasons where they make a late run, and, and the team has success and gets to the postseason. Most of the time, though, uh, it, it doesn't work out for Washington. Being a fan for my entire life, most of the seasons have been unsuccessful, but that's why I'm saying this is a make-or-break game. Dad, if the Commanders beat the Falcons and then beat the New York Giants, I know you talked about it. We were a season ticket holder. We gave up the seats. All right, You didn't want to support Dan Snyder anymore. Now it's the Josh Harris era. I'm going to guarantee this. If we win the next two games, I'll buy us tickets to the Eagles game, and we can go for your birthday. How about that? Sounds like a winner. Right, right, and, and you can, yeah. and you'll be, you'll be turning forty-six years old. You can celebrate your forty-sixth birthday <laughs> at FedEx Field. <laughs> no, thirty-six. Yeah. <laughs> no, that sounds great. The thing is, that's that's what the season is about. We can either. Be, I mean, I just can't believe how close we came against Philadelphia yeah. and had a chance to win. I, yeah, we were tired, but you know, they were tired too. Yeah, but, and uh, that loss compounded into two straight losses because they were so gassed. They had nothing left uh, for that game against I, the Bears. I mean, we've got to come out strong. I mean, you know, we come out and we and we score 14 points or something, you know, that things are going to look good. Yeah. But if we, we come out and we're down 27-3, uh, there's, there was no way. There's yeah. no way. I mean, Sam really tried hard, but I, just nothing went right. We've, we've got to run. We've got to pass. And he's got to get the ball out in two to three seconds. Yeah, you know, Dad, I, thanks I for know chiming that, in. Uh, he's going he's gonna to get hurt at some point. I mean, oh, yeah. If they keep on knocking him down, he's a strong kid. But, I mean, anybody 
you know, can get hurt on just one play, and we yep. can't afford that. All right, all right, all right. You, you've run your course here, Dad. I appreciate you chiming in. <laughs> you had a lot of good points. Uh, I'm through with you. I appreciate it. Now let me get to my keys to victory real quick. Uh, number one, I, I think the Commanders have to win the turnover battle. You have to win the turnover battle to win on the road. Uh, they're minus five uh, a turnover ratio throughout the season so far in five games. That's not good enough to be a playoff team. Key number two. All right, it's going to come down to stopping the run, and we got to be able to establish the run. So I think Brian Robinson needs to average uh, four yards a carry. Bijan Robinson and Tyler Algier and maybe Desmond Ritter even run the ball. Hold the Falcons to under 120 yards rushing as a team. And then key number three, I've always said this. How do you win on the road? How do you win a road game in the NFL? You need your playmakers to be stars. And I'm looking at Terry McLaurin. All right. He only had 48 yards last year against the Falcons in a win, and he hasn't been targeted statistically as much this year as last season. I think that changes this Sunday. If McLaurin goes over 75 yards receiving, that's key number three to a commander's victory. Phone lines are open, 833-804, 1-800-636-1067, Don't go anywhere. I'll be right back. Welcome back. I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Radio. Here on DC Sports Radio 106.7, The Fan. Always available on the go on the Odyssey app. If you're enjoying the show, check me out during the week, Monday through Friday, on 910 The Fan in Richmond, Virginia. Always available on the Odyssey app. And we also post the podcast of AWOD Radio. Available for you on your ride home. Phone lines are open, 1-800-636-1067. You can always tweet me throughout the show, at AWOD Radio. Calvert tweets me, the Eagles game is sold out. I I know it's sold out, but if the Commanders beat the Falcons and the Giants, trust me, I'll find my way into that building. I know there's tickets available on third-party apps. I I don't care if I have to show up at 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 FedEx Field and beg someone for a ticket outside of the stadium. I will find a way to get me and my dad into the building if we can win the next two games. Problem is, I don't really have much faith in Ron Rivera. Michael Marr. Doing a great job producing the show today. I appreciate the hard work. And we've got the DMV legend and Super Bowl champion Doc Walker coming up next. But I wanted to close the show by going around the National Football League here on NFL Hits. Every regular season matchup, every head coach on the hot seat, the hit stories in the NFL, NFL Hits on A1 Radio. All right, Michael, you've done a great job today producing the show and getting the podcast out there for people to check out by searching Overtime on the Odyssey app. So we're going to go through the games here. And uh, let me say, I'll say this, Michael. If you get more games right than me, I'll buy you a six-pack. Are you, are you even 21? 23, baby. I <laughs> okay. love that bet. All right, you're old enough to do it. Then we can do the bet here, all right? And we start with Ravens against the Titans from London. Who do you think wins this matchup? Give me the Ravens minus four and a half. I mean, I, I'm not sure. I mean, there's the Titans. They got a good defense. Mike Vrabel always has the guys ready. But just something about the Ravens. They uh, lost last week. Close game against the Steelers. This is kind of a get-right game for them in London. Give me the Ravens minus four and a half. Yeah, I'll take the Ravens uh, on the money line, though. I think it could be a close game. But I'm still I'm taking the Ravens to win this game for the simple fact that they got to London three days before the Titans. And I think, you know, when you get to London is very important. Look at the Buffalo Bills. They got there late. The Jags were already in London and got an easy victory. Give me the Ravens. 
Uh, Falcons, Commanders. Michael, I'm going with the final score, 27-24. Commanders. I'm going to take the Commanders 24-16. to 24-16, Commanders. I think it's going to be real close going into the fourth quarter, though. Maybe even tie it up. Um, yeah, give me the give me the Commanders getting the dub on Sunday. <coughs> I like that. I mean, the Falcons only score 16.6 points per game. Vikings, Bears, who you got? I'm going to go out on a limb here. Give me Chicago, plus 132. Justin Jefferson's out. Vikings kind of not really playing well at all this year. Yeah, give me give me the Bears. I think Kirk is playing for his job in Minnesota. Give me the Vikings to win that one. Bengals-Seahawks. That's a sneaky good game, Michael. That is a sneaky good game, but Joe Burrow looked automatic last week. I think he is all the way back. Give me Bengals to win that game. Wow. I- I'm taking the Hawks, man. I-, I love Pete Carroll, man. He gets his team fired up every single week. They have any team of all the teams in the NFL. I think they play as a team offensively and defensively and special teams more than anyone else. Uh, I will take the Hawks Drabby's boys to get a big win. 49ers Browns. Look, I I think this game will be close, but I don't think there's anyone that's picking the Browns to win this one. Yeah. I think the 49ers are an absolute layup right here. I'd be shocked if the Browns won this game. Saints-Texans, I'm betting against rookie quarterbacks all year long. It's a theme I'm doing on my show. I don't believe in Bryce Young. He's awful. I don't believe in Anthony Richardson. He can't stay healthy. I still don't believe in C.J. Stroud. He's showed me some things, some signs of life there in Houston, but I'm taking the Saints. Hey, what? I believe we're clashing today because, uh, you know, give me the young pup. Give me C.J. Stroud and the Texans. Yeah, give give me the Texans at home tomorrow at 1 o'clock against the New Orleans Saints. Jaguars, Colts. Love Moali Cox, the tight end for the Indianapolis Colts, but uh, I'm shocked at their record this season. Give me the Jags in an easy win. Yeah, I completely agree. Jags being minus 200. Seems like another layup. Colts just don't have it in them. Give me the Jaguars. Yeah, the only thing that worries me about this game, and that's why I didn't take it in my survivor pool, is because it is a division rivalry game. Anything can happen when those two teams face off against each other. But I do like the Jags. Dolphins, Panthers, bet against the Panthers every week that Bryce Young is getting a start. Yeah, I'll never bet against a team that drops 70 points at any time throughout their season, (laughs) so give me the Dolphins. I'm with you. Uh, Lions, Buccaneers, who you got? I love the Lions, man. I mean, the Buccaneers have played pretty uh, pretty tough this year so far, but the Lions just look automatic. Give me the Detroit Lions going to Tampa and getting a W. We are on an upset alert. I've got the Tampa Bay Buccaneers winning this game, even though the win probability is 69% in favor of the Detroit Lions. I like what Baker Mayfield's done, uh, and they've got some playmakers on that offense. Mike Evans is stepping up, and the Buccaneers' defense is slept on. They get the upset win. Uh, according to AWOD here. Raiders, Patriots, what do you think? Uh, this is a tough game. Uh, I think it might be a get-right game for Bill Belichick. They've gotten absolutely slapped in the last two games. Bill Belichick's reputation is kind of getting thrown around the last couple weeks, getting slandered. Give me the Patriots going to Vegas and stealing a W against the Raiders and Josh McDaniel. Coaching matters, and Bill Belichick wins this coaching matchup every single time. He's not going to lose to his own pupil. Uh, I'm with you. I've got the Patriots getting a win. Eagles, Jets, J-E-T-S will lose, lose, lose. Eagles are are not going to lose a game for the next three weeks, it seems like. Yep, I'm right with you, Awad. No chance the Eagles go uh, to MetLife and lose this game. The Jets are not dead, but they're kind of dead. Rams, Cardinals, the Junkies, 
and Draven Valdez, the boys from Bit Season, are all in on the Rams for their survivor pool. But I think the Cardinals win because they've got killers. My crazy prediction, and I believe in bold predictions, is the Cardinals will hurt Matt Stafford this game and win. Yeah, like a uh, ay. When everyone zigs, you zag. But I'm gonna back <laughs> the junkies this week. I'm gonna say the Rams get the W against the Cardinals. They are a scrappy team, but the Rams have just shown that uh, you know their offense can be explosive when needed. Giants, Bills. I think Bills win easily. I, I don't know if they cover that 13 point spread, but I got the Bills. Yeah, I see 15 and a half on uh, Fanduel right now, which is insane wow. for an NFL game. But yeah, give me the Bills. I don't like the Giants at all. Bills mafia. Yeah, if it's be- 15 and a half though, I might have to take the G men on that spread. Chargers-Cowboys should be a decent Monday night football game. Unfortunately, I hate Dallas, but I think they win. I'll go against you on this one. I'll say the Chargers pull it out. I think Justin Herbert's going to have a great game. Over 350 passing yards. Keenan Allen's going to ball out. It's going to be real close, though. That's why the spread's one and a half. Give me the Chargers in a, uh, I'll say a last-second field goal. All right, uh, a curveball here that I'm going to throw at you in case it's a tie here because we're putting a six-pack on the line, Michael Marr. Who will be the fantasy MVP? Who will get the most fantasy points this weekend? That is a great question. I'm going to say I have two people in mind, but I'm going to lean towards Trevor Lawrence against the Indianapolis Colts. Wow, going with a quarterback. That's an interesting take there. I'm going Ty, Reek, Hill. Panthers are terrible. Dolphins might score 70 again. No Devon Achan, which means they're going to feed it to Raheem Moster, and I think it means more touches for Tyreek Hill. Uh, he's already you won me three fantasy games this year with like 38 points, 29, and 32. I think he has another 30-plus performance. He'll be my fantasy MVP. Great stuff, everybody. Appreciate you listening and calling in. Love the support. If you want to support me during the week, just tune in to 910 The Fan, available on the Odyssey app. Michael Marr, great job producing the show. Doc Walker takes over next. You're listening to DC Sports Radio, 106.7 The Fan. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.